And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater. Adventures in Research. How are you at Tongue Twisters? Pretty good? Well, see if you can say dichlorodiphenyltrichloroethane. Quite a mouthful, isn't it? No wonder it had to be discovered twice. And no wonder people prefer to call it DDT. This is the story of a chemical, two chemists, and the overlooked housefly. This is Paul Shannon bringing you another transcribed story of science, produced as a public service in cooperation with the Westinghouse Research Laboratories. Our story begins in the year 1872 at the University of Strasbourg. A young chemistry student is walking across the campus of the university. Suddenly, he practically bowls over a rather elderly man with glasses. Uh, uh, oh, be careful, young man. Look where you are going. Oh. You, you almost knocked me down. Uh, a thousand pardons, sir. I, I was so deep yeah. in thought, I, I did not look what I was going... Why, it's Professor Jungling. Oh, well, well, well. Oh. I, I might have known that if anyone would be walking along with his head in the clouds, it would be Atmar Seidler. Oh, for, forgive me, Professor. I hope I did not hurt you. Uh, not at all, really. I, In spite of what some of the students say about me, I am as sturdy as an oak. Uh, how about you? Do you always walk around in a dream? Well, I, I must have been preoccupied. You see, I have registered for my degree. Degree in chemistry, my doctor's degree. I saw your name on the list. And naturally, as your first chemistry professor, I am somewhat proud of you. Yeah, thank you, Professor. But frankly, I, I am somewhat worried about it. Worried? Why? Because I still have not chosen a subject for my dissertation. And I must make my decision by the end of this week. Yeah, that is always a problem. But for you, it should be easy. I recall you did well in my organic chemistry classes. You should do your research in organic chemistry. Uh, perhaps you are right, Professor, but uh, organic chemistry is a big field, and I must pick my subject soon. Now, for many years now, I have been interested in benzene. It is one of the most basic of all organic compounds, and Excuse I... Excuse me, Professor. Uh, what is the matter? Oh, that fly, about to light on my hand. Oh... If I were a biologist, my subject would be easy. I would study flies. Flies? Uh, the extermination of flies. I detest them. Ah. 
I, I must say you exterminated that one. Oh, I, I detest them. Uh, you were saying, Professor... Uh, I was saying that if I were you, I should ignore the common housefly and work on the chemistry of benzene. There is much we do not know about it. Benzene? Ah, that sounds like a good possibility. A most interesting chemical, Zeidler. From it can be made an almost endless variety of compounds. Oh, who knows? Perhaps you may synthesize a completely new one yourself. You know, Professor Jung, you, you have almost convinced me. Good. After all, who knows? Perhaps I might stumble on a new chemical. In scientific research, Seidler, one does not stumble. One searches systematically. Oh, <laughs> there is another of your friends, Seidler. Oh, filthy pests. There ought to be some way to get rid of them. No, this one is headed for me. Ah, so he is. Get him, Professor. Ah, good, good. <laughs> Such enthusiasm. Already you have me swatting them. Perhaps you should do your thesis on the extermination of flies after all. But Otmar Zeidler went to work on benzene, or more correctly, on a common chemical made from it called chlorobenzene. And two years later, in 1874, he was ready to demonstrate the experiment he hoped would win for him his doctor's degree. His very interested spectator was the man who first advised him on his research, Professor Youngling. Now comes the final step, Professor. Yeah. In this beaker, I have chlorobenzene and sulfuric acid. I am about to add chloral hydrate. So, yeah, yeah. then I, I stir them together. Mm, I, I see. And now, now, would you hand me that flask of water? Uh, here. Yeah, thank you, Professor. And now, now I pour the mixture of chlorobenzene, sulfuric acid, and chloral hydrate into the flask of water. Correct. Ah, ah now then. Now then, observe what is forming in the flask. Ah, yeah, a, a white precipitate. Yeah, yeah. Now I will pour off the water. Which leaves the white crystals on the bottom of the flask. Uh, here, uh, let, let me see. Yeah, I will put some of the crystals out here on the table for you. There, Professor. A new organic compound, and it's all mine. Splendid, Seidler. Splendid. Have, have you worked out the formula? Oh, I have indeed. According to my calculations, the product is dichlorodiphenyl trichloroethane. Dichlorodiphenyl trichloroethane. Yeah, yeah. You see, I have the reaction all worked out here on this paper. Mm. Yeah. yeah it, it looks logical enough. You must be sure to submit a complete account to the Journal of the German Chemical Society. Oh, do, do you think they would publish it? I am sure of it. Oh, I, I want to thank you, Professor Jungling. I... I shall never forget how much I owe you. Seidler, this is a momentous occasion. You you must take dinner with me tonight. Delighted. I, I know just the place. Come, let us be on our way. Uh, uh, one moment. One moment, Professor. Let me attend first to that detestable fly. Oh, still annoyed by the creatures, I see. I am, Professor. Oh, an enterprising one, isn't he? Looks like he wants to dine on your new chemical. Uh, well, he will not get the chance to... Take that! Ah. After you, Professor. 
we may well wonder what might have happened if instead of swatting that fly, Zeidler had allowed it to light upon his dichlorodiphenyl trichloroethane. But he didn't. Instead, Otmar Zeidler walked right away from destiny, and the man who hated flies never realized he had stumbled across the greatest fly killer ever discovered. And our story might end right there, were it not for a team of scientists who were looking for an insecticide in the year 1934. Working in Switzerland, one of these scientists, Dr. Paul Mueller by name, gave the following account to his superior. Well, Mueller, what luck? Well, I think I have finally produced an insecticide that the company can do something with. Dr. Mueller, I really must ask you to use extreme caution. We have been disappointed so many times that the company has issued strict orders. It will not put its name on anything it isn't a hundred percent sure of. Now, has this new compound been thoroughly tested? I think so. On what insects did you perform your test? Well, mainly on houseflies. And uh, how were the results? Most discouraging to the flies. You see, this compound of mine has a two-way action. It kills insects that walk on it as well as those that eat it. Oh. Well, uh, and what is this new concoction? It's a white crystalline substance, uh, fairly easy to make. Uh, You want to hear how it's done? Yes, yes, I'd like to. Well, we take 225 parts of chlorobenzene and mix it with 147 parts of chloral hydrate. We then add 1,000 parts of concentrated sulfuric acid. Uh, This is stirred well until the mass contains solid parts. Then it is poured into water and the crystals separate. We then wash them with water and recrystallize them from ethyl alcohol. Uh, the crystals have a sort of fruit-like odor. Hmm. Uh, and what did you say you call the stuff? Dichlorodiphenyl trichloroethane. Dichloro... what? Dichlorodiphenyl trichloroethane. Well, that's the first thing that will have to be changed. Who on earth would buy that? <laughs> I would. Maybe so. But for anybody to buy something, they first have to be able to say it. <laughs> Dichlorodiphenol. <laughs> Heavens, Mueller. I think you could kill insects with just the name alone. Mueller's compound didn't have to wait very long to prove its worth. In 1939, the potato crop of Switzerland was threatened with extermination by the Colorado potato beetle. Something had to be done in a hurry. Dr. Mueller's new insecticide was supplied in the form of a 1% dust. The results? It is now possible to say that our potato crop has been saved thanks to this new insecticide. Its chemical name is dichlorodiphenyl trichloroethane. We call it DDT. Soon DDT was to prove itself in its greatest test, a fight against disease, disease that marched hand in hand with the guard of war. The time was January 1944. The Allied armies were in action in Italy, fighting their way up the peninsula. And then suddenly, the ominous possibility of disaster. A disaster threatened not by the enemy, but by that ever-present enemy of all armies, typhus, a disease spread by lice. At American headquarters in Naples, 
a U.S. general learned the grim facts. And in January 1944, more than 1,300,000 citizens of Naples were dusted with DDT powder. By the middle of February, the epidemic was completely under control. The first time in history that typhus, that scourge of war, had ever been defeated on the battlefield. And so the chemical of Otmar Zeidler and Paul Mueller started on its successful way, a revolutionary discovery in man's search for control of his insect enemies. There remains just one more incident in the story of DDT. It concerns Dr. Mueller and a colleague of his, a colleague who made a rather unusual discovery. I thought you ought to see this, Paul, so here it is. I was in the library the other afternoon, and I, I ran across this. Here, um, read it yourself. Uh, Journal of the German Chemical Society, 1874. Uh, read what I've marked. Uh, there has been announced the formula of a new organic compound, first synthesized by Dr. Ottmar Zeidler. Uh, go ahead. It is prepared by the mixing of chlorobenzene with chloral hydrate in the presence of sulfuric acid. Why, why, this is my formula for DDT. Exactly. Do you mean to say this Zeidler discovered DDT in 1874? At least he discovered the formula. Probably as far as he was concerned, it was just another compound. Like thousands of other compounds discovered by students seeking degrees. Uh, I suppose so. He probably never experimented to see what his compound would do. Probably not. Oh, poor fellow. Just think what might have happened if he'd had any interest at all in insects. Yes, when properly prepared and applied, DDT will protect man against mosquitoes, his dog against fleas, his cattle against flies and his crops and trees against a variety of damaging insects. It will do all these things, not one of which was known to Otmar Zeidler, the man who first synthesized it. And it was left to a chemist who followed him by 60 years to write the ending to a most unusual adventure in research. And that's today's Adventures in Research, produced in cooperation with the Westinghouse Research Laboratories. These programs are broadcast to Armed Forces personnel overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week for another transcribed story of science on Adventures in Research. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.